I'm joined today by uh, Deeraj Mishra, our Chief Technology Officer and Senior Vice President, and Tor Carlson, our Vice President of Business Development. Thanks for joining me. Thank you. Thanks for having us. Let's start by addressing the changing landscape of the PBM healthcare market. Um, what are you seeing in terms of mergers and acquisitions and pairing up of health plans and PBMs? Well, th that space is very dynamic. It's probably one of the most dynamic spaces in the industry. Um, I believe the PBMs under, are under some pressure to uh, continue driving value, but the health plans have also found uh, them as a, a valuable asset to help drive down um, their prescription medication costs. But more importantly, they have, uh, the PBMs have um, accumulated vast quantities of data, more, more uh, detailed and specific than the health plans have themselves. So I believe that uh, acquiring the PBMs not only helps them drive down um, their cost in their health plans, overall health plans, it's a vertical integration, but also gives them analytics and data that they probably didn't, they wouldn't have access to, to, to help uh, outreach of services, formation of better plans and, and, and broader benefits. Uh, and uh, what Tor uh, just said, you know, is a big part of all the MA activity that's going on. What we are also seeing is uh, a consolidation uh, and a consolidation to gain market share. So basically, uh, uh, if it's a so because Galaxy works in uh, the entire healthcare uh, space, starting from the pharma companies to health plans mm -hmm. to PBMs to uh, providers, what we are seeing is that pharma companies want to be close to the consumer. So they want to cut out you know, uh, the churn that happens you know, between uh, them producing a drug and a consumer consuming the drug and reduce the cost. Again, you know, uh, political reasons, business reasons, uh, cost of medication has to go down. So we are seeing you know, uh, 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 you know, big pharma companies uh, acquiring other companies you know, to uh, cut the you know, number of steps, cut down the number of steps uh, that it takes to get the medication to the consumer, folks like you and me or uh, doctor's offices. Is that in response to a demand, like you said, for our request for transparency? Like, I, I have no idea how much the cost of something is to me in reality. Uh, it, it is. It is. Part of it is 100% that, you know. So, uh, uh, like I said, you know, there are political reasons that, you know, uh, if there is transparency, uh, for sure, you know, the cost is going to come down. Today, uh, it's very hard to say uh, which entity in this supply chain of uh, drug manufacturing is making how much money. Mm. And that transparency is completely missing. And as a result of that, you know, the cost is end of the day borne by, you know, the end consumer. Okay. I agree. I agree in the transparency. I think it's a, it's a, it's a problematic issue. The traditional PBM um, had a, a very opaque pricing structure. Their value proposition was managing the transaction in great detail, but also affording the health plan or the member a perception of lower drug costs. That may or may not be the case. Uh, the industry, politics, um, other competitors are, are, are demanding visibility into what the pricing looks like. Mm -hmm. Health plans can then bring those PBMs in and maybe make the drug prices more transparent as part of an overall value proposition back to their members. Okay, okay. So, you know, we've kind of established the reasons why these mergers and acquisitions are happening. Um, but what really happens with, uh, with the technology during the merger and acquisition? Um, let's talk about um, maybe you've had some best case scenario and worst case scenario situation. Um, what are some of the ways that Galaxy's learned to assist clients with, with that? 
Well, I th- it depends on the type of integration. If it's a PBM acquiring another PBM, it's a, it's a difficult, fast-paced a challenge because they're going to bring in similar systems, redundant systems that to, to, to drive synergies into the marketplace. They've probably reported to Wall Street. They have to require consolidation, transformation, uh, modernization of those platforms. So it's a very aggressive technological approach. We participate in that. It's a real challenge because you need to take the feature functionality and benefit from one system over to the to the surviving system. Um, much of what we do, our tools, acceleration, delivery capabilities are, are geared for that. The other type is if a health plan acquiring a PBM, it's less integration from combining systems. It's, it's a, a sharing of corporate systems, data, combining the data, which has its unique challenges, but it doesn't require as much platform or system consolidation as um, a horizontal play. Uh, uh, exactly right. So what Tor said, you know, um, about the integration piece. So generally, you know, if, uh, uh, you know, a company is acquired uh, for increasing the range and uh, reach of the services or increasing, you know, the offerings, uh, like, you know, if a health plan acquires a PBM, in that case, it's more integration, standard work. Uh, but then again, uh, to his point, uh, that generally savings are promised to the street. And when that happens, uh, time is of essence. And uh, uh, not, it, it's of essence because of cost and quality. Okay. And that's where, you know, uh, Galaxy gets involved very often, you know, where we have to uh, review both sides of the systems, you know, the, the acquired company and the acquiring company and uh, make a quick determination on what's the quickest path to integration and doing that automatically and keeping the accuracy in play because, you know, this is uh, all compliance related, uh, highly uh, regulated uh, space. Um, And then the other uh, flavor is where, uh, you know, similar systems uh, have to be merged together. So now you have to pick and choose, you know, uh, what's the best of the breed. Mm -hmm. And again, that has to be done in a time frame where the savings can be delivered to uh, the shareholders. Mm. Well, I'll jump in. Deraj is being quite modest. I think Galaxy, Deraj on the forefront, has our automation and tools um, are absolutely geared to work with our clients to help reverse engineer what the essence of the systems, what the feature function use case capabilities are, so they can make a more scientific assessment of where's the better value and what system should they migrate to. Once you have those assets and they're persisted, you can then make very quick decisions on how to get rid of old capabilities, add new capabilities, and combine capabilities. So you're taking the guesswork out. It's Correct. a it's a factual it. statement. It's right. not somebody's opinion. This is based. On, it's, it's backed by analytics. And so you, exactly, you take the guesswork out about what you want, but then you have exactness and quality and precision in execution. So the errors, um, missing client expectations, the ultimate output of the production product is much higher. Um, what are some of the top migration mistakes you've seen? What are, what are, what are things that people are just you know, consistently or, or regularly missing? Migration yeah. or integration? So, you know, I mean, uh, uh, I can name a few. Um, uh, so things such as that, you know, continuing with two sets of systems for a longer period than planned. Mm. because now you have to keep, you know, two master book of record. And by definition, you know, you should be having, you know, only one master book of record. And uh, second is uh, not integrating the systems mm. up front. Uh, and what that causes is, you know, uh, that you will have duplication, redundancy, and inaccuracies in the reporting. So one set of systems will report something to the government, and uh, another set of systems will report, you know, uh, hopefully the same thing. 
But if there is a discrepancy, then you know, uh, you know, I mean, you immediately uh, can be audited. Well, it almost seems counterproductive in an M and A to to maintain both of them. How are you? How are you actually getting your value out of the merger? Well, but it's a difficult process to go through. So, um, if they, I see on a on a technical front, errors that are made, they they don't spend the time to understand what each system consists of and what the value prop, what the business function is. And they, they depend a lot on tribal knowledge. And the tribal knowledge tends to get lost, it's muted, it's diluted. So they will move over to another system and they realize that the new system doesn't meet the, their old customer's right. objectives. It doesn't deliver the capability they thought. So now they have to throw a lot of resource and a lot of money to add to it in a really trying, stressful situation. So you mentioned tribal knowledge. I mean, what are what are some of the ways that we're getting beyond that that we're able to identify without having the people physically there because maybe they don't exist to the company? How are we getting around um, that dependency on tribal knowledge? Well, that's what I was that's what I was alluding to is some of the automation tools that Galaxy has invented, created, and put into our processes. Is it goes into the system? It cross examines the system. The system, the code, the structures, the data will tell you exactly what the system does. Mm -hmm. So that from that point of view, you can reverse case use cases, you can get functionality, you can get rules, and that gives you the complete landscape to make comprehensive, complete quality decisions. Because if you talk to the subject matter experts, uh, uh, they'll be the first ones to say that they do not remember everything mm -hmm. that they you know, came up with in the last 15 years, and they need that help. Uh, to begin with, you know, that as to what the system does today mm -hmm. uh, and what all has been added to the system in the last 15, 20 years. And aside from that, you know, once, you know, uh, these tools are deployed, then, you know, uh, you can really scale up the SMEs. So before, mm -hmm. if you had, you know, just one person, now that one person can really, you know, uh, take on, you know, five, six, seven, 10, 20, you know, I mean, really there's no limit, you know, when you're uh, using that's a, that's a great point is we often see environments where they pursue it. Uh, pursue the integration, the consolidation, and they're using their subject matter experts, they'll bring outsiders in to support. But again, it's it's talking to the business, tribal knowledge, architects, old documentation. It takes so much more time than they ever anticipated. All their other capital projects, all the other progress they're trying to make to stay competitive in the landscape, come to a screeching halt mm -hmm. because they underestimate how much time and effort it takes to do the reverse engineering manually. Mm, okay. So, and that's really where the automated um, GX accelerators come into play. Yeah. Okay. Exactly right. Uh, I mean, uh, in the healthcare business, you know, uh, of course it's about, you know, medication, patients and everything, but behind all this is just technology, mm. uh, technical systems. And to Tor's point, you know, if you do not know how your technical systems are working, you are losing your competitive edge okay. in the market. And uh, one way is, you know, to, you know, uh, quickly reverse engineer, you know, and have, you know, this automated SME, if you will, a virtual SME, mm -hmm. assisting, you know, the, uh, the, the real SMEs. Yeah, and there's real financial pressure that when companies look to buy other companies, they're going to do the best they can to suggest the value to shareholders as synergies. And they're going to drive cost out. Now, they haven't had the ability to cross-examine each other's systems, so they really don't know. They'll make some estimates, they'll guesstimate what it's going to be. And oftentimes when you get into it, if you're not doing it uh, with, with a clear methodology, again, applying some level of automation and science and computer science behind it, you can, you can dilute those, efficient, those, okay. those synergies and ultimately the financial structure of the company. There have been so many instances that um, uh, you know, we have uh, observed where uh, 
important engagements uh, cannot be undertaken purely because of lack of SME uh, uh, knowledge or presence of SMEs. Mm -hmm. And that's where, you know, uh, we have seen big success by leveraging the automation that Nator just talked about. So we've talked a little bit about how the work and the challenges has changed in the PBM world in the last two to three years. What do you see moving forward? What do you think is, 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 coming, is going to be coming forward for, for that industry? So uh, we do see, we do definitely see uh, uh, technical advancements and uh, co-location, cohesion in uh, the, uh, the business process and systems. And uh, what I mean by that is, so uh, if a health plan, uh, you know, ensures us, typically, you know, they outsource the pharmacy benefits to a PBM. Mm -hmm. what, what's happening now is you know, that the PBMs are either being acquired or working very closely with the health plans where 360 degrees uh, of the data for a patient is available on one click. So before, you know, health plan has, you know, 60% of the data, PBM has 30% of the data, providers have 10% of the data. With this new, uh, you know, trend that you're uh, monitoring, uh, all the data is coming together. So analytics, uh, and end of the day, analytics is becoming a big thing and uh, what wasn't possible before, because every company is competing, you know, there was really no incentive for everybody mm -hmm. to share the data about a patient and in a timely fashion. Now with the, you know, with increased use of EMRs and everybody coming together through either M&A or through government directives, you will have the 360 degree view of the data on a patient, which end of the day helps the patient, uh, the wellness and the benefits uh, to you know, the end consumer. I think another area is gonna be AI and machine learning. I think you will see in, in two areas there. One is operational efficiency and, and, and uh, productivity, but also on the outcome of preventative care, identifying uh, therapeutic gaps um, ensuring adherence to the drugs. So I think Galaxy is playing a part in that. There's there's a lot to bring to the table. Pattern recognition on benefit structures. It will drive costs of delivering the meds. Um, and as I mentioned, I think it will ultimately serve the the member receiving the drugs or proactively uh, notifying if there's a pattern or understanding ahead of time that someone's not going to adhere to their their regimen. It sounds like the name of the game is really data. I mean, we're not going to be able to use utilize the machine learning in the AI until we have uh, that that model that they, the data that they can crawl and then. From there, um, we're, we're building a path. Data is a definite, uh, and uh, combined with you know the AI and uh, video-driven technologies. Mm -hmm. So, for example, specialty pharmacies uh, before, where you know somebody you know who's suffering from cancer, you know they still have to go to a doctor's office. Now they can be on their iPad, and there is a video technology. And to your point, if we have the data married with the video technology, they can just sit at their home, and a virtual nurse can help mm -hmm. them out. So that's where, you know, uh, to go point, AI is going. going. Yeah. Accessibility and quality care. So we're way. really seeing in healthcare um, a huge swing towards um, the value-based care in, in, in ensuring that mm -hmm. the, the patients are really getting what they're asking for and that you're really improving. Or what they're paying for. Yeah, what they're paying for, improving yeah, their quality paying. of life. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. It'll be paying for performance uh, versus, you know, uh, fee-for-service. It's more paying for performance now. That now, unless and until you know the results are there, uh, there is um, uh, a patient really uh, benefits from it. Uh, mm -hmm. The the health gets better, and the number of visits to the hospitals are uh, coming down. Mm -hmm. 
those things are going to be tracked now. That's the new trend. Yeah, I mean, realistically, there's there's almost no incentive for you to get it right the first time. <laughs> you know, I mean, of exactly. course we want to if you're if you're in the healthcare business, but there's no incentive. There's no you know. So I could see how moving towards that would would definitely improve healthcare for everyone. Totally, totally. So it's one thing to you know reduce the unit cost of service, but what's the point you know if the patient has to keep going you know 50 times. So now it's the performance, you know, on how quickly a patient benefits from the doctor interaction or the provider interaction that's uh, being tracked. Or, or if you, when it comes to prescription medication, if they stop taking their drug, if they're on a therapeutic regimen and they stop taking their drug, there can be grave consequences to that. So the technology, whether it's video or artificial intelligence, machine learning, can preemptively identify that and stop and intervene and, and keep them adhering to the regimen. Is there anything that's gating, um, this all sounds, it sounds wonderful, but is there anything that's gating that doctors utilizing this with patients, like, you know, assuming we can get all these things lined up, you know, is there anything that's, is this something that they're like, finally, doctors and, you know, health healthcare is waiting for? I, I think age is a big difference. I okay. think, you know, as you have um, the millennials moving into the practice and they're used to technology. It, it, they demand the technology. They won't you know, do their practice without it. So I think you're gonna see that natural segue. Okay. And then it's also getting the businesses to invest and spend the money um, okay. and, and take the leap. Well, you know, I think it's about adoption. Uh, so um, uh, the current, uh, you know, the, um, the doctors, you know, uh, the rate of adoption is not that high or not that quick. And uh, anything, you know, that can make, you know, adoption easier mm -hmm. of the newer technologies uh, will make it go a long way. And one of the things that's happening is uh, health plans are mandating and they're encouraging uh, doctors using, you know, these uh, devices, you know, and video technologies. So uh, okay. virtual doctors and e-prescribing, you know, has always been there. But when, when you marry the two, then, you know, uh, sitting, you know, uh, at your home, you can get, you know, the telemedicine benefit. And hopefully as Without, you know, taking an appointment or, you know, sitting in the office for an hour. And hopefully as consumers, you know, as traditional, we vote with our dollars. You know, we can, mm -hmm. we can choose to go to certain facilities or not. Thank you to both of you for joining us today, and um, we appreciate your time. Thank you for having me. Yep. Thank you. Our pleasure.